Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Taboo Talks Hotline. I am your host, Melissa James, and you can think of me as your taboo concierge connecting you to different brands, products, and events which society has deemed inappropriate. Today, I wanted to touch on the subject of celibacy, which, if you don't already know, is defined as the state of abstaining from sexual relations. If you didn't hear last week's episode, um, I suggest you go take a listen because I talked about how I went to my first ever fetish party and then dropped the bomb that I was celibate. And I can't even pronounce the name, the word correctly, celibate. And when I listened back to the episode, I was just hysterically laughing, thinking, why didn't t- anyone tell me to go back to like the basics first? You know, like maybe I should have strived for first base, not the full home run. Like, let's hit the ball first. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that right there is the definition of you live and you learn. Anywho, this week is just going to be a short little episode. I am still finding out my bearings here of what to share without oversharing. So I am just going to riff off the questions that you guys have asked throughout, you know, the years of me being celibate and answer them now. Let's start with the obvious question. (laughs) Why did I become celibate? Okay, I'm going to try and word this as best as possible because I decided to go celibate after this weird encounter that I had with a guy that I had been dating many, many moons ago. Um, I was visiting the city, messaged them being like, hey, what's going on? Would love to see you. And we've remained friends throughout the years, um, but we just don't have that friendship that just stays friendship, if you know what I mean. Um, And a few cocktails and one thing led to another. And I just remember waking up the next day and being like, this is not for me. (laughs) And I don't want to shame like the situation in any shape or form, because I think it's super normal for people to go back to their exes and going back to what is safe. And I guess I thought that in a weird way. But again, I woke up the next day and I just like knew deep within my core that I needed to take a break from intimacy because whatever the hell I was attracting was not even close to what I wanted. And um, I made the decision before COVID, like shortly before COVID. And after, you know, COVID hit, it became really easy. And that was just lucky of the draw for divine timing, if you will. Speaking of timing, (laughs) y'all wanted to know what I did with my time. And I found this question both funny and sad, but you ask and I shall give. Um, Number one, I spent the time dating myself. And if you followed me at all for any length of time, you know that I'm obsessed with this. I think it is the most underrated piece of advice for all adults out there, whether you're in a relationship or not, though it definitely is a lot easier to do single. I think that dating yourself is a fun tool to use in order to get to know yourself, like figuring out your likes, your dislikes, you know, exploring food, traveling, like, yeah, this is all nice to do with somebody else, but like when you're on your own and you get to like explore those likes without anyone 
cutting on you or shaming you or joking around. Like, it is just fun to just be with yourself um, and get to know yourself on, you know, a deeper emotional and physical relationship. I know that sounds fucking cheesy, but it's true. Like, spend some time, you know, understanding, you exploring your human senses. Like, what do you want to touch? What do you want to hear? What do you want to taste? What do you want to smell? What do you want to see? It can be so easy to get caught up into what somebody else wants to do um, or even doing the same things over and over again because they're familiar. Like, I am reminded of how boring I am every year when the Spotify playlist thingy comes out because without a doubt I know one of my top three songs is going to be Call On Me by Eric Pritz like I get it there is such a safetyness with oh my god I'm going to mispronounce this word familiarity familiarness and being in our comfort zone can really hold us back from what else is out there and I know it seems scary and I know it seems hard but it can also be a lot of fun. The not so fun part about being celibate is all the extra time you have. And if you're, I don't wanna say if you're not careful because I think it is like important to reflect on yourself and um, see how you wanna change and see how you maybe have caused some of the chaos that is looping through your life. Um, I know that accountability is not fun, and sometimes (laughs) it's just lovely to blame it on other people. Um, But with that, I also believe that it takes two people to tango, and even if one person's in the driver's seat 90%, you're still also playing a role in it. And upon this reflection, it is really fucking hard, because when you have to look at yourself and see some things, it's not pretty. Um, I will say, though, during this time, um, when I did start to reflect and see, (laughs) understood that I was a common denominator in a lot of my situations, if you will, I became obsessed with relationship books. Um, uh, The first one that I read uh, was Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples by Dr. Harville Hendricks and his wife, Dr. Helen Lakely Hunt. Um, This was a weird choice to start off with, to be honest, because again, celibacy. Um, But, um, and I don't even think I understood that it was for couples. I think I just saw getting the love you want and, you know, um, (laughs) I was like, yes, I want that. So I read, I read that book and it definitely really just sparked my journey of understanding relationships and gave me a whole new perspective on the dynamics and how our childhood wounds play such a huge part in how we show up in all of our relationships. The other books I read were Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel, totally recommend, um, and Vagina by Naomi Wolf. I have said this before, I'll say it again, if you are having sex with a person with vagina or you have a vagina, you should a thousand percent read this book. It's really informative um, and a great read. I, again, strongly suggest. I also read Come As You Are by Emily Najoski, or at least attempted to read it. I've tried to read it a few different times and 
Um, I feel this one, this book in particular, is very like, I need to be in the right setting. Like, I want to take notes. I want to highlight things. I want to absorb it. And I feel like my lifestyle lately being all over the place, I haven't had the chance to do that. But the first couple of chapters are super informative. Um, I highly suggest at least getting it to read those chapters alone. Um, there's this sexual temperament questionnaire in the book that I just think is so enlightening and it's on page 54 and 55 if you have the book but oh my gosh just this alone really made me question things so I definitely recommend getting this book as well. The other two books that I read and had a bit of a hard time, I'm not gonna lie, the language is very 90s, 80s, um, you know, definitely not from today's point of view. Um, so sometimes I can only read a few pages at a time before I'm like cringing. Uh, but those two books are Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus by John Gray and Why Men Love Bitches by Sherry Argov. Um, so those were the books that I read, trying to understand relationship dynamics and again how I was my how my nonsense was contributing and maybe how I can not let my nonsense take over, if you know what I mean. The last way that I spent my time during celibacy, I'm sure there were many more things, but these are the main three that come to mind, was self-exploration, if you know what I mean. Um, there are so many different ways to practice celibacy and I'm not here to tell you which one is right, which one is wrong, because the only way is for you to align and figure out what works for you if this is something that you choose. Um, some people don't involve any masturbation, some people do. Again, you get to decide. For me, I felt like it was important to do self-exploration so I could effectively communicate with my the next person who I have sex with the zones that I want to be touched, in what way, with what object, you know, all of those things. We're striving for effective communication here. Last but not least, question that y'all wanted to know, which is funny, I'm not surprised y'all asked, but you wanted to know if I missed sex. And the answer to that is, let's just say I had a few slip-ups. So um, I do want to be transparent about that because, again, this is a practice and understanding that, especially in the beginning, it is really, really, really hard. As I mentioned, you've got a lot more time on your hands. You can be stuck in your thoughts. Um, and it's just easy to go out into the world and say hello <laughs> and pick somebody up. So um, just remember that. Keep it in mind if this is something you want to explore or if somebody is on that exploration to not judge them if they make a mistake quote unquote make a mistake but um if you are wondering i don't know why i feel like to the need to share this piece of information but i think that it's relative or whatnot um one of the occasions because it's flipped up twice one of the occasions zero regrets don't care whatever as i say to my friends the pipes needed to be cleaned the other one, I really, really wish that I would have waited until I was ready because had the timing been right, this person and I could have had a lot of fun together, but coulda, shoulda, woulda. Um, and funny, what I will find interesting is I almost had the same feelings come up again with having sex with the ex 
or the aftermath of having sex with the ex and this person as well and I remember picking up the phone I couldn't sleep one night and I like messaged who's now my life coach being like hey I am ready to change my life I need help like I keep going into these old patterns and um ever since then I haven't really not haven't really I have not had a slip up in like any area of my life it has just gone completely forward even if I don't see that it's going forward it totally has um and this is so off the subject but I'm going to bring her on the podcast in the next couple of weeks so you guys can get to know her um she has changed my life for the better and I would love for you guys to get to know her more and that completes the questions that y'all wanted to ask me or at least the ones that I felt comfortable responding to I don't want this episode to be for you know scaring anybody uh, into having sex or not having sex or whatever it is it's just I want to share with you guys that there is an option you know right now it's hot girl summer and we're being influenced so much to have this sexual uh, liberation and from my perspective sometimes it's better to take a few steps forward I mean backwards you know recap on what's going on in your life you know take some information before going forward so there you have it it's a little bit taboo for somebody who's a taboo concierge to be celibate so um that's all i have for you guys today as always you can um if you have any more questions you can dm me on instagram my account is the taboo talks hotline Or you can email me at tabutonic at gmail.com. Anywho, I hope you guys are having a lovely Tuesday and can't wait to do this again next week. Bye.